Welcome to the weekend update. And we've already got breaking news coming into the weekend and things that occurred late on Friday. For instance, we got new information coming late last night on two things. The uh, Biden scandal cover-up, some new, very detailed information about how deep this cover-up is. We also have information that leaked to the public from a hacker. And uh, that news came out uh, here recently as well. And we're going to look at the likelihood and what the House GOP leadership is saying about the Mayorkas impeachment and other news topics. My name is James, a.k.a. BCP. Let's get into the news. Let's start off with a little human interest story. And that is that a 93-year-old married his longtime girlfriend of 63, and he's excited as eloping teenagers, he says. The 93-year-old who just tied the knot is Buzz Aldrin, who got married at the age of 93. His longtime girlfriend, Anka Farr, is 63 years old, and she's one of those 63 years old that has had so much plastic surgery and stuff done on her face, who knows what she actually looks like. They had a small ceremony in Los Angeles, and this is what uh, Buzz Aldrin tweeted out yesterday. On my 93rd birthday and the day I will also be honored by living legends of aviation, I am pleased to announce that my longtime love, Dr. Anka Faur, and I have tied the knot. We were joined in holy matrimony in a small private ceremony in Los Angeles and are as excited as eloping teenagers. Aldrin is reported to have made three spacewalks as an astronaut and has been reported as being the second person to walk on the moon. And he's the last remaining uh, member of the Apollo lunar mission. And boy, are the comments funny on this story. But as a libertarian, I don't care if he's 93 years old and his 63-year-old wife are happy to be married. God bless them. May they have a prosperous marriage. Though at 93, I don't necessarily can uh, rightfully wish them a long and prosperous marriage. Okay, let's get into what happened here. A Swiss hacker by the name of Maya Arsen Krimu leaked a copy of the U.S. no-fly list. It was discovered on a recent uh, recently in an open server. Now, I thought this was pretty interesting. So I went to the reporting they had on this in more like tech sites. Uh, it was on Vice and it, it was uh, came out of the Daily Dot. But uh, the list is from two, 2019 and it has 1.5 million names and aliases. There are 1.5 million names and aliases on the US no-fly list, which means that you can't jump on a plane uh and fly into or out of the U.S. or fly domestically within the U.S. 1.5 million names on this list. Now, this was from 2019, which is before the January 6th incident, which means all those people are not on this list. I wonder how big the list will be now. Oh, that's right. Just in case you're you're not aware, people on the... uh, uh, Walkaway founder Brandon Straka told Tucker Carlson 
uh, in one of the segments this week that hundreds of Trump supporters were added to the no-fly list following the protests on January 6, 2021, including people with just misdemeanors. Absolute, absolute tyranny. So how this happened was, I guess there's some sort of thing. I'm not on the uh, dark side of the web, but I guess there's there's a search, there's a this search engine that searches unsecured s- servers on the internet, and someone found the list, and the uh, the hacker who found it and then published it told Motherboard. On the server was a large amount of company data, including the private information about employees. It was Commute Air that he was looking at. There was also a file containing a copy of the 2019 edition of the no-fly list. The list includes names and dates and birth dates and more than 1.5 million entries. Some of those are aliases that reference the same person. It's so much bigger than I thought it'd be. But don't worry, TSA is aware of the potential cybersecurity incident and they are investigating in coordination with federal partners. Wow. All because this hacker, Swiss hacker, was looking through servers connected to the internet and published it. Okay, folks, let's get into warmonger news. Lindsey Graham is calling for everything we can throw at Putin in support and support of Ukraine because the world order is at stake. Don't take my word for it. Here's Lindsey Graham, who was yesterday in Ukraine. Here's him speaking from Kiev with uh, Senator Blumenthal next to him. You know, the guy that never even served in Vietnam, but always makes it sound like he did. Kevin McCarthy said no blank checks. That makes sense to me. We're not asking for a blank check. I'm not. I'm asking for military aid to accomplish the purpose of driving Russian invaders out of Ukraine. But folks, according to Lindsey Graham, it's more than just being able to support Ukraine in their fight against Putin and Russia. The warmonger needs to sell this. So now the warmonger goes into fearmonger mode. If Putin gets away with this, there goes Taiwan. If Putin's successful in Ukraine, is not prosecuted under international law, everything we've said since World War II becomes a joke. He will continue beyond Ukraine. Now, if you caught my previous report, I talked about how there was pressure to, from Zelensky to Germany to send tanks in. And guess who is their cheerleader for Zelensky, if not Lindsey Graham, asking Germany to do just that. Let me just play you the audio here. World order is at stake. World order is at stake. The new world order, their world order, the globalist world order, the warmonger global order, lots of world orders are at stake. Pick and choose which one. But here in America, our world order isn't being threatened. Do you understand that Russia really doesn't want to have a war in the United States? I mean, we're being sold this thing like Russia is going to attack us. They are not going to attack us. 
Putin is trying to rewrite the map of Europe by force of arms. To the Biden administration, send American tanks so others will follow our lead. To the Germans, send tanks to the Ukraine because they need the tanks. It yeah. is in your interest that Putin loses in Ukraine. All right, uh, when you're watching this, that last segment will be shorter. I'll cut out the interpreter so it'll flow better. But you heard Lindsey Graham there. We got to protect the world order. We've got to, if we don't do this, then China is going to, is going to attack Taiwan. And we need to do this. Biden administration, send the tanks so that Germany was in the tanks. And then Lindsey Graham tells Germany they need to send those tanks as well. Got to keep that war machine in business. All right, let's talk about the impeachment of Mayorkas. James Comer, a now very powerful congressman who leads the Oversight Committee, had this conversation with Trump hater Neil Cavuto over on Fox News. That we've got to get that border under control. Everyone knows that the Biden border policy is an open border policy, and everyone knows that this has to stop. So Republicans are going to lead the charge. We're going to do everything we can to try to uh, use every tool in our toolbox to try to get that border secure. In the meantime, you've heard what a lot of these agents want, Congressman, and that is to get impeachment proceedings going against America's the So even uh, even Fox News reporting that a lot of the people on the ground, the actual people in border patrol and ICE and enforcement of our border want Mayorkas ousted via impeachment because he's not going to step down. This is James Comer's response on the likelihood of that succeeding. The Homeland Security Secretary, that seems like an uphill battle, but how do you feel about that? Look, I would vote to impeach Mayorkas right now, and I think the overwhelming majority of Republicans in the House would do so. Uh, the House could impeach Mayorkas, but the Senate's not going to do a thing. Yeah. The Senate, unfortunately, is still uh, led by the Democrat. And not just the Democrats. Don't forget, they have allies, rhinos, on their side as well. And there are probably some Republicans that would go along with the Democrats to convict Mayorkas. We could impeach in the House, but to, they have to convict in the Senate to get rid of him. And that, that you know, they're 20-some votes short over there. 20-something votes short over there because the rhinos would back the play of the Democrats to allow Mayorkas to continue to destroy American sovereignty, security, and borders at the border by having a porous border. By the way, folks, this is the time in the program where I... Thank you for being here and officially welcome you to Open Source News, where I bring you real news every day, even on the weekends. I love my fellow YouTubers and conservative pundits and reporters and commentators. Most of them take the weekend off. I do not because liberty must be and freedom must be. We must have our eyes like a hawk honor at all moments. And the tyrants don't take the weekends off. I generally bring you two reports a day, Monday through Friday, and often, like it looks like I'll do today even, bring you two reports in one day. Show your appreciation by liking and sharing 
the links to this and other reports on social media. And if you're one of the 2.1 or 2.2% of the people that actually get to watch this program and you actually aren't a subscriber, then do us a favor and please hit subscribe. Don't forget that we do have a sister channel on YouTube here called The BCP Report. Juniorette, my college daughter who is uh, in her early 20s and just wrapping up her last semester of college, she had a report for you earlier this morning. Over there, she just reports the news, no commentary. So she just reports the news, gives you the facts, gives you the quotes, and you make up your own mind. And don't forget that we have another another show. It's called BCP Unfiltered, where I talk about the things that I just can't really explore on this platform. So we want to be on here, and we're going to be on here long-term on YouTube. So if there's something off-limits on YouTube, now we're not talking about dirty or nasty things. There's just certain news topics that we can't, we can't freely explore because they're considered controversial, let's say, by this platform, and you can only take one side of the narrative. We explore those things over on our other show, BCP Unfiltered. You can join our community for free and go over by going over to therealbcp.com and we have exclusive and non-exclusive content that you can uh, enjoy and, uh, I don't know, enjoy, but you can con- consume news co- uh, content you can consume over there. Uh, you can also watch our episodes uh, over on Patreon at bcpextras.com. It's the same show. Those are just the two video formats you can see it at. Uh, if you want to listen to it, uh, as a podcast, you can do that as well by heading over to bcppodcast.com. Let's continue with the news now that that housekeeping is out of the way. I want to go back to James Comer, who is saying great things here. And then he says this, which I know he knows the truth. Not that he's lying here, but you'll see what I mean. There. Look, Mayorkas is, is getting the blame from Biden. And I blame Mayorka, and I want to see Mayorka should have enough pride to resign. He should he should have enough shame uh, in in his failure to put Americans uh, at risk. He's put Americans at risk. He's failed to secure the border. Uh, he should go. He should want to go. He should say, "Look, I've been a failure, and I'm leaving." That's what Mayorka should say. Mayorka has not been a failure, with all due respect, Congressman. Comer, James Comer, he's got a great first name. This is all by design. He's being absolutely successful in the mission at hand to overwhelm America and destroy her economy, destroy her workers, her sovereignty, her borders, her culture by having a porous border with people who are going to take jobs from the most vulnerable and destitute and uh, economically vulnerable among us, low, uh, low skilled labor. Also, allowing fentanyl to come in, and fentanyl is a look, folks. You're not hearing about fentanyl because of the white racism against my white brothers and sisters in America. Now, fentanyl is hitting all kinds of people. Ask Georgie uh, Floyd. You know, he is a black man that uh, that was his one of his drugs of choice. But the, 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 the pandemic of the fentanyl deaths and abuse is hitting quite hard my addicted white brothers and sisters. But you don't hear about it because of this absolute... Isn't it crazy in America that there is a concerted effort against my white brothers and sisters who were the majority in this country? 
and have done lots of great things, done lots of great things. Crazy. I know, I know. I'm just an Uncle Tom, just a sellout because I, I recognize the great contributions of my brothers and sisters of a lighter shade in this country. It is what it is, folks. I speak the truth, even if liberals and some folks' sensibilities can't handle it. All right, folks, let's get into the more information that we're getting regarding the Biden scandal and the cover-up. We got breaking new information. The Justice Department reportedly sent a secret letter to Joe Biden. This is coming out uh, as of uh, late Friday from the New York Times or Friday from the New York Times. The DOJ reportedly sent a secret letter to Joe Biden's personal attorneys to search his multiple residences for classified documents after they found the stack at the Penn Biden Center on November 2nd. The search for wrongdoing was widened after the DOJ and Biden's personal attorneys agreed to hide the scandal from the American people. The New York Times reported Friday that, quote, the quiet cooperation continued for weeks between the aides and the DOJ. This not only tried to obscure the scandal from the public view, but reportedly refused to divulge the second trove of classified documents was already unearthed at the Biden home in Wilmington when CBS News first contacted the White House about the initial leak of classified documents stored at Biden Penn Center. Folks, let's hold up a second. Look, the real crime is people, foreign nationals had access to this. Like the real crime behind Hillary, she's like, forget about the emails, but her emails, like, uh, look, the point is it was an act of treason by Hillary Clinton to have these things on the server because by design, it wasn't, she was trying to hide what she was doing. And the Chinese and others had access to that information. It was an act of treason. That is why we wanted Hillary Clinton uh, to pay the price, to at least be prosecuted and tried for it. And if she was innocent, which I don't believe she was, then the courts were to have figured that out. But she, we never even got our day in court. We never get our day in court. But the Trump and the Trump family does. His 75-year-old CFO, uh, what, what's he going, a couple years to Rikers over the... Uh, over the Trump organization stuff for literally pretty much living in a, in a company apartment and driving a, a company car. It's a two-tiered system and they were trying to hide this from us. During the plot to keep the scandal concealed from the public, I'm sorry, second, what I was trying to say is the real scandal, of course, is, is Biden having these documents so that Chinese and other players, Ukraine, so it can be used to the benefit financial and the growth of the Biden crime family. But let's just let's just say that's not even the case. Let's play devil's advocate and say that's not even the case. That's not even that didn't happen. It's still a crime for the vice president to have these documents. He's not the president who does have the legal authority and right and the constitutional ability to declassify and have classified information. Look what they did through to Trump. And the exact opposite is happening to Biden. He's getting away with it. And the DOJ was working with him to cover it up. And of course, the million dollar question, the $54 million question, the billion dollar question is, why were they even looking for these things in the first place? What was the predicate for that? As I presented earlier this week, 
as was brought up by Larry Johnson, that it could be have something to do with Hunter Biden himself and his other legal woes. Did he perhaps sell out his dad or maybe just didn't mean to but opened his mouth and said too much? And now the cover-up begins. What we're seeing here, folks, is not the real scandal, even though it is a scandal in, it, in and of itself. During the plot to keep the scandal concealed from the public, the DOJ sent a letter to Biden's personal attorneys, who, by the way, don't have secret top-secret clearance, and asked them to confirm that no other classified documents existed apart from the of Trove already unearthed. It is unclear why or what burden Biden's personal attorneys were originally seeking at the center, funded in part by anonymous Chinese donations. The White House has refused to provide transparency on the unanswered mystery. So, so far we know there's about 25 or so documents. And the new scandal is, that's the old scandal. The old scandal is they found documents. The new scandal is that they handed under under wraps for 68 days between Biden's closest aides and his Justice Department. That's the second scandal. The third scandal is that we have this letter, the secret letter, ask, uh, asking Biden to search his residence for this classified documents. But the real scandal, of course, is why he had those documents in the first place and the fact that regardless of whether he was doing anything nefarious with those documents, which of course he was, it is illegal for him to have it and he needs to be investigated. This whole special counsel thing, of course, is a joke. As is Corrine Jean-Pierre, who delivered this word salad when asked why Biden said he has no regrets about hiding the stolen classified documents in his garage. What does the president mean when he said no regrets? Because he's also said he takes very seriously the handling of uh, classified documents. So I'm unclear what he means about no regrets. So I'm not going to uh, comment further from what the president has said uh, yesterday. I think he uh, he laid out his thoughts. He was asked about it. He laid out his thoughts of whatever question he was asked. I'm not going to get I'm not going to get into specifics, or I'm not going to uh, go beyond what the president has said. But I will reiterate from here uh, that, uh, and basically what he said to 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 all of you many times at this point, that he does indeed take classified information. And seriously, he does indeed take classified documents. Seriously, I'm just not going to go beyond that. I would refer you to the White House Counsel's Office for any specifics on on um, on, on the president's comments or what how the process is moving forward. What is the point of Corinne Jean-Pierre's job at this point? I'm not going to answer anything, but I'm going to repeat the same lie that, as Joe has said, and, and I've said repeatedly, even the person asking the question said, we know, the question was, we know that you say, and Joe Biden says, that they take classified documents very seriously, yet he said he has no regrets about what happened. How do you, how, how do you uh, audit those two things? How, how do you, essentially, this is meaningless. That's why it's called a word salad. It's like asking the bank robber who they found marked bills in his home you say that uh, that you take bank robbing very seriously and you have no regrets. What do you mean by that? And the bank robber says, yes, I take the art of robbing banks very seriously. That's why I do everything to cover my crime. That's why I have a, a, a getaway driver. That's why we case the banks before we hit them. That's why we have the getaway car in the right place and we monitor the transmission of uh, the uh, the police radio. 
We take it serious. Yeah, Joe Biden does take it serious. He just got caught. And of course, there will be no consequences. Because he can lie and he continues to get away with it. Here is uh, Biden yesterday after two years of his being sworn in and his inauguration. And this is the repeated lie he wanted us to hear for the umpteenth time again. That is not true. I was a professor at the University of Pennsylvania. Things were going fine. For the record, folks, let me give you the title so you know what's really going on here. When you think of he was a professor, think he was teaching classes, never taught a class. What he was was is he served as Benjamin Franklin Presidential Professor of the Practice at the University of Pennsylvania. And he got a million dollars for it thanks to the Chinese. Everything that comes out of this man's mouth is a lie, a half-truth, and meant to deceive. If he's even aware at this point exactly of what he's saying. I mean, he's aware that he's lying. But his cognitive uh, isn't up there like it used to be. And it never was that high to begin with. So if Joe Biden can continue to say that he was a professor, then welcome to open source news. I am not your host, James, aka BCP, the Black Cert of Patriot, but my name is Juanita, the white liberal Marxist. (laughs) Silly joke, folks, but it is the weekend. I'll be back later with more reporting. Please like, share, and subscribe. And again, check all the links down below for our other programs that are not on this channel.